1: In today's dynamic business world, game-changing ideas have become the new currency that's coveted by anyone who wants to survive and thrive. And guess what? That means you, if you're listening to us here on the Business Channel. So how do you keep up with the torrent of new information and the strategies that can save your business and your job? You can ask someone who's smart. We all know somebody who knows a lot. You can Google it, of course, or you can humble up, as I call it, and get a dummies book on the topic you need to know. Nothing wrong with that. I went to the dummies website and it says, we all need help with something at some point in our lives, and for more than 15 years, dummies has been there to lend a hand. This brings us to our topic today. Not long ago, the only mobile devices we knew were, well, let's count them, feature phones, pagers, and laptop computers. But then something happened. The first employee brought the first smartphone into work to check their email and run personal applications and... Bang, the mobility trend began. Today, in our unwired world of business, billions and billions of mobile devices connect the boardroom to the shop floor, to the consumer, across your entire supply chain. I have a couple of numbers for you. There are 6 billion mobile devices worldwide, including 5.4 billion mobile phones. I told you billions and billions. By 2013, which is just in about two years, mobile devices are expected to outpace PCs, as the most common web access method. And mobile workers today are one billion strong and growing. Are you boggled by these numbers? Are you awestruck by these trends? Well, whether you've embraced network mobilization or you fought it with all your might, your company's network is becoming a mobile enterprise, so just deal with it. But if you're on the outside looking into the window of game-changing mobility, fret not, because you are not alone. The good news is, aha, There's a dummies guide for you. Today on Breakfast with Game Changers, we'll introduce you to Carolyn Fitton, one of the co-authors of Enterprise Mobility for Dummies. It's your guide to application development and deployment, management and security for all the devices on your network. And if you listen carefully, she'll tell you how to download the book for free. Carolyn and our panel of mobility experts today will discuss the basic facts and the direction you, your management team, and your IT professionals need in order to select the right technologies for your company. And this means all your mobile hardware, your apps, and your tools to manage it. So, pour yourself a fresh cup of Joe, Earl, or OJ and join us for food for thought as we explore the world of enterprise mobility. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and we're thrilled to have you on board today. And I'd like to introduce now my special first guest, Carolyn Fitton. She's a mobility manager at Sybase, an SAP company. Carolyn drives sales and marketing initiatives across the Sybase and SAP ecosystem. She worked at Microsoft for a couple of years with their information worker products and at Sybase, where she sold mobile smartphone, PIM sync software, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Carolyn, wrote Enterprise Mobility Guide for Dummies, and Carolyn, I'm not going to continue reading from your bio. I want to hear it right from your lips. Why did you write a dummies book? Welcome, Carolyn Fitton. Thanks, Bonnie. I really wanted to make sense of mobility,
2: not just for the IT department who, as you had alluded to, is being pressured by the executive who gets a brand new tablet as a gift over the holidays. Mm -hmm. Or the employee that brings their brand new iPhone or Android device into work and says, I want, I want to, I want to use this. I want to use this not just email, which we're all familiar with. And I can tell you when I was selling that technology about six years ago, that was hot stuff. It was really neat to be able to sync your email offline. We've come a long way in the past few years and we've seen a lot of devices coming out into the market, different types of vendors offering different solutions. And there's been this proliferation of mobility. And there's a lot of moving parts, and it's really hard mm-hmm. to make sense of it all. So my goal or my objective with writing this dummy guide was to bring everything down into layman's terms to help us understand the components that are moving at such a rapid pace and have an understanding of how to not only keep up with these Uh, pieces, but also to make some decisions about if I'm in management or if I'm in IT or if I'm an everyday employee that is going to get the latest tablet or the latest smartphone and want to be able to use it, how do I start to understand what mobility is today and where it's been so that I can make decisions that
1: are, you know, tactical but yet strategic in the near future? Right, and as I said in the intro, you want to survive and you want to thrive, whether you're an employee, whether you're the owner, whether you're the management team. The goal is to keep going and keep doing it well and better than you were before, and mobility is there. You can't avoid it, right, Carolyn? It's, it's part it, of the infrastructure. It's, it's everything we do. It, it's absolutely true because you, you can't say that uh,
2: you don't have any aspect of mobility in your job. If you're a healthcare provider, you've heard of doctors using iPads, in the operating room, or they've been using them for x-rays. That was one of the great images on those first iPad commercials by Apple. Or you hear about that traditional field engineer that's taking a more ruggedized tablet out to do inspections. Or you have the everyday sales guy who wants to have a CRM data on his BlackBerry and it's the most valuable information. So whether you like it or not is is a bit of a tough phrase, but really it's reality, and it's not anything uh, that we can't expect to change in the future.
1: Now, Carolyn, I'd like you to clarify the intention of the word dummies. Yes, I know there are dozens of dummies books on everything from how to build a beehive to how to change a light bulb to how to tie a shoe, probably. But when we say enterprise mobility for dummies, we're not talking down to people. Your intention is to elevate people's knowledge in a way that's consumable, that's not threatening. Am I on the right track here? Absolutely. Uh, it's tough. It's tough to use the word dummies because
2: you never want to suggest that any of us are dummies, but I can tell you that when I started in this industry uh, seven years ago, I didn't have the, the base knowledge that I currently have today, and I had to start by reading product data sheets, and I had to go and use Google or different uh, search mechanisms to somehow make up a foundation or a repository of information to help move through this. Well, that was me as a professional that works in this area. When I talk to our customers and our partners who are trying to make sense of this, I don't want to have them out fetching data and starting to try and make sense of everything uh, without a little bit of support. And so that's what it came down to, was let's let's work with a great brand like Dummies from Wiley and let's put it into a really digestible format. And since it is a dummy's guide, it's easy. And it's actually kind of fun to read, too, because you have those icons like the tips that help you to uh, learn how to save time and money. There's also the remember bits that highlight important information that you really want to keep in mind as you're reading through the book, and then examples, which are real-life anecdotes that help to really illustrate the points that we're making in this book.
1: And we're going to get into that in a few minutes, but with your permission, I would like to invite our second panelist to join us. His name is Philippe Winthrop. He's the founder and managing director of the Enterprise Mobility Foundation, which is the organization that drives the Enterprise Mobility Forum, which happens to be the fastest growing content portal and social network exclusively dedicated to, what else, enterprise mobility. Philippe had, had previous roles at Geo Partners. he's been at IDC's European IT Services Research Group, and he's been Research Director for Wireless Mobility at Aberdeen Group. Welcome, Philippe Winthrop. Should I say bonjour, or can I just say welcome? Hello, Philippe
3: whatever you would like. Good morning, Bonnie. How
1: are (laughs) you? Good morning. Fine. Why don't you weigh in on this concept of a dummies book for enterprise mobility and tell us a little bit about how you approach educating people and helping them understand this vast new behemoth that's basically sitting on top of the world called mobility today, Philippe.
3: (laughs) Yeah, sure. I mean, I think, frankly, having a dummies book today is – Uh, phenomenal, Uh, you know, regardless of the word, and and I know certainly Carolyn agrees that it is not meant to be a disparaging term. It is still a brave new world. Uh, You know, I speak day in and day out to people both on our community as well as face-to-face or on the phone. Mobility is not easy. The tools are, are easy to use. Now, everybody knows how to use an iPhone or an Android device or a BlackBerry or Windows phone. But the integration into back end systems and the ability to make mobility transformative for an organization is absolutely a challenge. So I think it's fantastic that um uh, that Carolyn wrote this book.
1: Now, I have a question for you. I've read that mobility makes for happier, more productive employees. It's good for the company, even though we know, and we'll get into this a little bit later in the show, we know there are costs associated with mobility management because you have to get your arms around it and know who's doing what with your data. But It said that if employees are permitted to choose and carry their own devices to work, the company then saves, think backwards into the infrastructure, they save on hardware costs. Why do you think employees are so happy to be mobile? Is it because of free time? Is it because of picking your device? Weigh in on this, please, Philippe.
3: Sure. So let's take a step back. When was Mm -hmm. the last time you actually saw in any part of a business where people said to their employer, Please let me do more work. Let me, I'm going to bring in (laughs) tools for you.
1: Right.
3: You've never, never. Gee, Mm. let let me bring my own laptop. Let me bring in my own server. Let me bring in my own router. Of course not. But here people are saying, I want to bring my smartphone. I want to bring my tablet. I want to have access to apps, whether it's email, or HR, or Teamy, or CRM, what have you, to uh, to be able to have it wherever and whenever. And that's the power, right? It's you're no longer confined. I mean, I don't know who works a nine to five job these days, but um, yeah, certainly, certainly not us here on on this call. But uh, to be able to have access to that information wherever and whenever you need it is invaluable
1: we talked on the second show on this series and by the way this is episode number eleven we started the second week of october first week of october and um... we talked about the consumerization of it and that was exactly the topic of employees as i like to say employees are marching into work and saying knock knock open the door i'm coming in i'm bringing my mobile phone i'm bringing the latest the greatest the most gorgeous i'm bringing My iPad, my Android, my tablet, whatever it is, I want to show you what I've got and let me work that way. And it's it's a force of nature that has just snowballed and it's a fact of life today. Now on that note, we're going to go toward our first break. Believe it or not, we're done with our first segment. I want to thank Carolyn Fitton and Philippe Winther for joining me in the first segment. We'll be back with plenty more for them and we're going to introduce John Ramsell coming back. And when we start the second segment, we're going to ask Carolyn and Philippe what you're drinking today for breakfast, and I have a slew of tweets today to pound sign SAP Radio Coffee, so we're going to be reading our coffee orders this morning. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to Breakfast with Game Changers, presented by SAP. We'll be right back, so don't even think of touching what we used to call that dial.
0: SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. Are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more—not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways?
4: No family can survive on two incomes anymore, let alone one. If you are supplementing your family's income working from home, then tune into The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio. Host Deb Bixler brings you sales tips, lead generation systems, and best business practices that guarantee direct sales success. Whether you're looking for a little extra cash or a career change, The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio, will give you proven systems that will work in your home business. The Cash Flow Show. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying breakfast with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to one 472 5790 That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to breakfast with Game Changers.
1: Okay, this is the part of the show where I ask everybody what they're drinking for breakfast. Let's start, ladies first. Carolyn Fitton, co-author of Enterprise Mobility for Dummies. What's in your cup today, Carolyn? Well, of course, being from Toronto, Canada, I am drinking a beverage from Tim
2: Hortons, uh, named after Tim Hortons, a previous Toronto Maple Leafs player. There
1: you go. Philippe Winthrop, founding and managing director of the Enterprise Mobility Foundation. What are you drinking today?
3: Well, I'm actually in my hotel room right now, but uh, I'm actually, as being French, I can't drink my Starbucks. i got to bring my own coffee, so I'm drinking <laughs> uh, my own personal brew called La Maison du Café.
1: La Maison du Café. C'est très yeah. bien. Merci beaucoup. Okay, and we have some tweets before we bring on John Ramsell. We have some tweets. Jeff? At SAP is drinking Starbucks espresso roast plain black. Malcolm, my sidekick here, was on the road today. He said, well, he's got to take what he can get. Lucky his hotel in Boston serves Starbucks. And Malcolm says, that's the minimum I can accept. Michelle W is drinking raspberry iced tea. V for Virginia is having regular coffee with a splash of peppermint creamer because it's the holidays. And she sends everybody Feliz Navidad. Let's see now. Uh, CB is craving a cafe mocha whipped cream, but she's at home working, so she's stuck with her half-calf and non-dairy creamer. And let's see, Iris wants a gingerbread latte. She's having a gingerbread latte. Wishes everybody happy holidays. Kristen is suffering in Miami's upper 70-degree weather. Woohoo, Kristen. She's drinking a glass of raspberry lemonade. And Wendy is, let's see what Wendy's got here. I've got to find Wendy because I know she's listening. I will come back with Wendy's order. She's having a apple an apple berry smoothie and she's ready for another great show. Wendy wants us to solve the mobility puzzle. With that note, let's kick over to our next guest joining the panel, John Ramsel, Vice President of Mobility for SAP. John speaks frequently on trends that impact business mobility and he shares expert guidance on adopting mobility as a strategic priority. Welcome, John, to breakfast with game changers. How are you and what are you drinking? Hey,
5: good morning, Bonnie, and, and I'm following Carolyn. I'm having a double-double from Tim Hortons as part of the Canadian crew here.
1: There you go. Glad to have two maple leafers on the show. John, why don't you weigh in on the unwired enterprise? This isn't completely brand new. It's been taking a while. What do you say about this progression from wired to untethered?
5: Well, I like the comment that Philip made earlier that, you know, mobility makes people happy. And, you know, while it's about controlling your environment and extending your environment to mobility, it's also about bringing an application that makes the employees happy and comfortable in their environment.
1: Yes. And what do you mean by making them comfortable? What does that mean? It means that they're, they're, they're at peace with their device, that they've got something they learned at home, that they know how it works, how to turn it on and off, and how to get all this cool stuff on it, and they also want to be happy at work. Is that the segue?
5: Yeah, well, yesterday I was in Chicago and I was talking to a, an e-commerce company and they were talking about the challenge that they had in the market that, you know, their customers were at home using the device that they chose and using the device that they were comfortable with to do, you know, Christmas shopping and purchasing. So they're on Amazon, you know, they're mm-hmm. in an auction site. Uh, they're having a great experience. And and then they roll into work, and they go into a traditional e-commerce site, and it has an entirely different experience. And really what mobility is allowing us to do is to bring that same consumer experience to the enterprise, where the enterprise application becomes as easy to use and as intuitive and as friendly as what you're using on your your iPhone or your Android phone or your, your personal tablet.
1: Great point. And I know it's been said that mobility devices are like another body part. Would you go so far as to agree with that, John?
5: Exactly. You you use them the way you want to use them. You get to choose the application that you like. There's many choices. And in the enterprise, we have to conform to that or we're going to miss the next generation.
1: Okay. Now let's get into a little bit. We're going to move to the roundtable in just a minute, but... Uh, I want to talk to you about the benefits to corporations. We're talking about, so far... The benefits to the employee, yes, we all want happy employees, yes, we want them to be productive as Philippe said. They are working longer hours, maybe different hours than they would have in a traditional job role, but it's getting flexible because that's what mobility allows us to do untethered out there, work when and where you need, have a thought, and you're not far away from the office as long as you have your mobile device. So, What are some of the benefits to the corporations, John, other than having happy employees?
5: Well, it's also an opportunity for them to connect with their consumers. So while a company might typically distribute their products through distributors and through different channels, mobility gives them the opportunity to connect with the consumers that are consuming their devices or their their, their products, you know, at that moment in time. Something that's been very difficult for them to do up to this point.
1: Okay, now let's move into our. Enterprise Mobility for Dummies Roundtable. I'd like you to join with Carolyn Fitton and Philippe Winthrop. And I'd like to talk about something I know is on everybody's mind as they're listening to the show – what about security? What about my corporate data? What about my apps? What about proprietary information and development tools? What about all these wonderful people saying, sure, I want to work longer and harder. Let me add it. And they're walking out the door with your stuff, your data, your information, your tools. How do we take care of security? Carolyn, you want to weigh in on this one? Absolutely. And this is one of the first sections of the
2: book called Taking Control. And security is it's so essential. You know, in the past, we've used usernames, passwords for network and server access. We've had our IT departments insist on virus protection software for our desktops or our laptops. And we've all come across and hopefully we've done some sort of data encryption or regular backups with, you know, our traditional desktop environments. What individuals and management as well as IT need to know and to plan for is that all of these things, all of these single sign-ons, the data encryption, the ability to securely connect to a network, this applies to mobility and the fact that you have these devices that, to your point, are walking out the door. They're going mm-hmm. through airports. They're in taxi cabs. They are in the bottom of, my, of a purse. You know, sometimes I think I've lost my phone, but it's it's down you there bet. somewhere amongst all the junk. Um, <laughs> you, you know, yeah, you just have to keep this in mind uh, as an individual user to. To go and download the apps and to interact with data, but you really need to be backed by a security plan, and I think that that's it's something incredibly important. And I know that uh, Philippe and, and John talk about this all the time with with their customers and, and their audience members too.
1: Philippe, you want to weigh in on this? What does your yeah, What do you say to gosh, your EMF security, people? What are you telling them?
3: Yes, yeah, security is is such a funny one because in one respect, it's an, it's an umbrella term. But it's security of what? Is it security of the device? Is it security of the data? Is it mm-hmm. security of the connection? Is it security of the application? Oh, wait a sec. Yes, it's all. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. So you have to actually take control of the end to end. I mean, there there was. If you recall, you know, the the U.S. military, for example, uses now these unmanned drones. Um, especially when it's flying uh, in Afghanistan or Pakistan or wherever. What if I told you that Al-Qaeda was actually able to hack into one of those, the camera of one of those drones with a perfectly legal piece of software that cost 35 bucks?
1: No, I don't want to hear that, but go ahead.
3: Yeah, it happened. This was a huge issue because while the actual um, drone itself was secured, the the end-to-end connection of the data feed for the camera was not. Al-Qaeda could actually see what the camera saw for
1: $35. Ouch. That's a big out. Now, let's take mm-hmm. that into data loss. Let's extend that today while you're talking about very critical security data loss. Let's talk about corporate data loss. I understand that Find Law did an article last year in 2010 that stated the average per incident corporate data loss – Cost was. I hope you're all sitting down. Six point five million dollars. How could that be, John Ramsell? Any idea on what kind of data they could have lost that cost that much or was worth that much?
5: Yeah, it's it's interesting because you know the reality is these mobile devices are coming into the enterprise and the IT organization is faced with the challenge of, of do they become a barrier to the enterprise? Do they try to restrict the productivity of the employees? Or or do they embrace this trend and establish standards on how they're going to do it so their employees know how to act? And I think that that's the the most common conversation that we end up when we're talking to customers is, you know, how do they embrace it? How do they move forward? Uh, What should their strategy be? Carolyn, what do you think?
2: I think if you're uh going to be mobilizing a lot of the customers that I've seen or even just companies. Um, in the past, the first areas to mobilize were really revenue sources. So it could be someone being able to get into your mobile version of your CRM, your customer relationship management system. Imagine being able to extract all the data uh from there which could have bank accounts, it could have credit card numbers, um, and ultimately the invaluable or the most valuable component of that system are those relationships with those customers and partners. That's just one example. There could be information about um, acquisitions or mergers of different companies or partners that could support a competitor to, to, to make a very uh, easy move with incredibly detailed information that they otherwise wouldn't have access to. Uh, it's it's scary, but the options or the
1: uh, list of issues is endless. You know, in the old days, we used to read the news, in the old days, I don't know how many years ago, I'm dating myself, where you'd hear about a scandal of top country secrets being conveyed through what we used to call pillow talk. I know it was the name of a Doris Day movie hundreds of years ago, but it was, it was somebody whispering, hey, guess what I know? Or, hey, lady, what do you know? What can you tell me? What did you hear at work today? Or what did you hear from this person you know? Now that data is just traveling, as you said, Carolyn and Philippe and John, it's traveling around on a mobile phone somewhere it's traveling on an ipad it could be left in the back of a taxi it could be left in the overhead rack of an airplane it could be left somehow in a side pocket of a purse that gets i don't know thrown away or put into a goodwill box whatever you're doing so the vulnerability of data is exponentially greater would you all agree with that absolutely
3: yeah, this is Philippe. I'll I'll take it one step further. Is that you, you got
1: know, 20 we, seconds because we, we're going to break. Yeah, so do my 20 yeah, seconds. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, 20 seconds. People think about in terms of apps. What about email? That's the killer app, and that's the killer data right there. And with, so often I've seen organizations not secure even the email component. That's the first stop.
1: That's the first stop. Well, when we come back after the break, thank you, Philippe. We're going to talk about MDM. We're going to define that and we're going to talk about MEAP. You may not be familiar with M-E-A-P, Mobile Enterprise Application Platform. That's all the products and services that enable the development of mobile apps. We're going to talk to Carolyn Fitton, co-author of Enterprise Mobility for Dummies, Philippe Winthrop, John Ramsell. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Stay tuned. We're coming back with a lot more and we're going to take a deep dive into part two of the book. And Carolyn's going to tell you how you can get the book for free. And we're going to talk about taking control. So Breakfast with Game Changers. We'll be right back.
0: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. systems For secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device, www.sap.com. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. enjoying Breakfast with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to one 472 5790 That's one 472 5790 You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to breakfast with Game Changers.
1: And welcome back. We're talking to Carolyn Fitton, co-author of Enterprise Mobility for Dummies, and Philippe Winthrop of the Enterprise Mobility Foundation, and John Ramsell, who is a VP of Mobility for SAP. Carolyn, let's dig a little deeper into Taking Control, Part 2 of your book, your guide, and where would you like to go with us?
2: Well, before we dive in, I know... Folks are asking, where can I get a copy of this guide? Uh, Sybase.com slash Mobility for Dummies. Sybase is spelled S-Y-B-A-S-E.com slash Mobility for Dummies. We'll make sure we uh, we reference that. And I'm just tweeting, too, for a direct link for those that are online. But um, taking control big issue. It helps lead us into this discussion about some of these acronyms we come up across in mobility, uh, particularly mobile device management and uh, M-E-A-P, Meap, which stands for mm-hmm. Mobile Enterprise Application Platform. But We've talked about that. There's lots of mobile options that exist today, and some of them uh, are going to be banging down that door of IT, particularly in January after the holidays and people unwrap their new tablets. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to put a few questions out there to, to start off this segment and help us understand kind of what we're dealing about uh, or dealing with. And I think the, one of the first questions, and I asked these in the book, I say, do you know about every mobile device that's capable of accessing some part of your network? Do you know about all the applications on those devices? What about the devices that belong to vendors or temporary contract workers? Are you monitoring and managing their remote access? Are there inactive devices that are maybe languishing in drawers or briefcases? And as we've referred to uh, previously, how many of your company's smartphones are lying on the floor of a taxi cab right mm-hmm. now? You bet. And so, so some of these questions can be a little scary or daunting, but they absolutely, they have to be answered, and we find that um, this really brings about that security question that we were talking about before and the the components of that. We find a lot of organizations start with with security because, you know, as per the name of the chapter, they want to take control. They want to have some sort of ability to understand what's going on when they're giving uh, their employees these liberties. But there's a lot of debate if an organization should start with security, start with mobile device management and application management, or if they start building the apps first and then figure it out. And I know, actually, Philippe, I was on the EMS the other day and noticed that there's a debate up there um, that is addressing this this subject it's you know how, do you have mdm before deploying apps and i don't know uh if there's a lot of uh, consensus on the emf right now what's going on and you know there certainly isn't uh, one way or other that's right or wrong from what we've seen so far uh, Philippe?
3: i totally agree i mean i think you're dead on there there is to that very last point there is no there's no right or wrong um in terms of the approach the wrong part is not taking control so do you know, some people on the, on the EMF community are saying, "Oh, you don't need device management; it's all about the apps." And some people are saying, "No, there's no, you don't need app management; it's all about the device." Uh, they're both right. They're both wrong. And I think you are you are absolutely on the money that you know, when you talked about needing to understand what's out there, if you don't know what you don't know, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, it's all about understanding. You know there are certainly pockets of mobility in in various organizations all across the board. Whether it's a marketing team deciding to build an application, or the sales force using mobile CRM, uh, or something being done centrally, you have to take inventory of all the devices and all the applications that are out there so that you can build out your strategy.
1: This is Bonnie. I have a question for all three of you. We're talking in broad brush terms. I know the first word in the title of your book, Carolyn, is Enterprise Mobility for Dummies. But on this show, we like to talk to every person involved in business because we're on the business channel. So my question to any of you, anybody who wants to jump in is, does the size of the company have anything to do with dictating whether you start in this debate with controlling the devices? or controlling the apps, whether it's a question of etiquette where you sit everybody down. If you have 20 employees, okay, kids, you're going to not do this with your cell phone. You're going to not do this with your your smartphone and your iPad. Or if you have an employee base of 10,000, 20,000, would you rather start with the app? So who wants to talk about the size of the employee base versus how you dig into taking control? Anybody? Uh,
3: look, I'll, I'll take it, Bonnie. Uh, this is Philippe. Uh, I'll, I'll take a, you know, here's a sound bite for you. If you mm-hmm. have more than one employee, you need mobility management. Is that, okay. You need to be able to understand what's going on. If it's a company of one and, and it's you, then you obviously know what you're doing, hopefully. Um, hopefully. But beyond that, uh, in terms of the uh, the integrity of your, your corporate assets, meaning the information that you've got and that you're using for your business, you absolutely have to sit every employee down, um, whether that's face-to-face or through some HR portal or what have you. There has to be an understanding of what the mobility policies are of your organization, both from a um, behavioral perspective as well as a technological
0: perspective.
2: Now, Good it's, advice. It's, yes, and Carolyn. just to add on to that, um, absolutely agree with Philippe's comment. Um, it comes down to the total cost of ownership as well. And so... When we uh, talk to customers or if you look at uh, a business that is 20 people, if it's one person, uh, as per Philippe's example, or if we're in the hundreds of thousands or uh, and so on and so forth, everyone needs something. And I talk a lot in the book about developing uh, a really comprehensive strategy around uh, mobile device management and making sure that there are things like governance policies put into place that while you may not be able to sit down and access all of your workers because they work remotely and Mm -hmm. they may never come in the office they have to have um, a set of rules or governance that will work for them, that will enable them to keep doing their job in the ways that they need to with that mobile device. And there needs to be differences in the ways that certain users or groups are able to access data within an application. And so they may, uh, if I'm executive, I may get all the financial data. If I'm, you know, uh, a right. tier one employee, I only may get a, a, a smaller bit of that. But what it really comes down to is whether or not the organization wants to do that themselves, or if they work with someone that will offer it for them. And so there's a section in the book called Managed Mobility, and that's kind of this ecosystem of partners that we're seeing, or vendors, that will offer all these great features that we really recommend to an enterprise to develop for themselves, well, they'll offer it for them, and they'll take that bit of that total cost of ownership for mobility off their hands, but it will still be enterprise-grade technology that they're going to have an experience using.
1: Great information, Carolyn. John Ramsell, weigh in on this, please. Meep, MDM. What do you think? Which which direction should we start with the device or the app?
5: Well, I, I think I think both Carolyn and Philippe are, are hitting it on the head. That, that mobility really isn't an option anymore. If, if you have policies in your organization, you, you have mobility in your organization. So. Why should your policies stop at how you manage your laptops? It has to be how you manage how your employees are connecting with your enterprise. On top of that, when you look at your enterprise applications, why limit them to the desktop? Most of your employees aren't tethered to a desktop. They're moving somewhere. So all of your projects, all of your initiatives have to embrace the way your employees are going to work today and tomorrow. And it just it has to be part of your strategy. And if not, you're missing the boat.
1: Now, I've got a statistic here I'd like to throw out that is really just exactly what we're talking about. Prediction is, and I know we'll get to the crystal ball part of the show in a couple minutes, but by 2017, which is just five years away, we could see fewer than – this just blows my mind. We could see fewer than 100 desktop PCs per enterprise, and a BYOD, that's bring-your-own-device program in every company, with workers accessing all corporate data on their personally owned smartphone or tablet. Is that huge or is that huge? Uh, Philippe, what do you think?
3: Gosh, I mean, you know, to to put out predictions around 2017, um, (laughs) I'm always, uh, gosh, especially in the mobility world, I'm afraid to put out predictions for 2013. Um, I mean, think about it this way. If I were to have told you um, one year ago today mm-hmm. that Nokia would drop Symbian and yep. that Nokia would also drop Migo. that HP would all but kill uh, WebOS and then resurrect it, and that RIM was going to be suffering enormous challenges and that yes. Nokia was going to partner uh, mm-hmm. and Basically bet the farm on Windows Phone and then tell you that Steve Jobs died? You'd be like, Philippe, yep. you're, you're out of your mind. All that yep. happened in eight months.
1: That's right. It's moving at lightning speed or? It- Se- speed of yeah, the sound. But I don't know how fast it is it, anymore. We, we talked about um, milliseconds last week. We mm-hmm. talked about getting, getting in real time analytics, real time data analytics and, and how fast is it and what can the human eye and the human brain perceive? And we're talking about the world changing not in a matter of seconds, but in a matter of months exponentially as well. Now, um, let's see. Carolyn, any top tips before we go to our last break before the crystal ball segment? Any tips for how a company could logically bite off? What do we say? You want to eat an elephant one bite at a time. How how would you start? What are the top three tips you would say for taking control from the sure. dummies guide? Absolutely. Well, I think just to add one comment to Felice's comment and and even
2: your beautiful segue about data and analytics. If we look at how quickly app stores have uh, been used and how many apps have been downloaded we kind of have an appreciation for what could potentially happen on the enterprise side from what we've seen on that consumer side of that high demand and uh, because I'm also known as a nerd by many of my colleagues and a bit of a data head, you can apply this Moore's law and he predicted that the number of transistors on a single chip I'm getting really nerdy here, but it would actually (laughs) double every two years. And so if we put a little bit of math behind this to try and anticipate and and have those three tips for uh, areas where enterprises can start to be strategic, we know that the competition that Philippe described in this market, combined with that consumer demand of those app stores, is going to drive this technology industry to produce smaller, less expensive, and more powerful products and services. So with that in mind, enterprises, if I'm going to give them three things to think about, Mm -hmm. one, they're really going to want to leverage their existing investments when it comes to mobility. So if it's individuals that own their own hardware, if it's legacy systems like databases that have really rich business critical information, they need to make sure that mobility includes that. The second is that they need to make sure that they can leverage their existing resources. This means developers. So if they've got a bunch of web developers in their company, they need to look at these Mobility products that are really proliferating the market that will leverage developers that can write HTML5 but somehow it can be turned into a mobile app. And then lastly, they need to make sure that to save time in their organizations that they really focus on those high impact business operations that typically take maybe 10 business days when there's more than three individuals involved, bring that down
1: to seven business days and less so that they can be more competitive and have greater impact. Great, Carolyn. And you're taking us right to our final break. When we come back, we'll move to the crystal ball segment. And whether Philippe likes it or not, we're going to try our damnedest to predict what's going to happen to mobility in 2017. And we're going to talk just before we start that about agnostic digital mobility environment. This is Breakfast with Game Changers. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We'll be right back.
0: The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. SAP Systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying breakfast with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Breakfast with Game Changers.
1: One of the remember tips in the book, Enterprise Mobility for Dummies, is as follows. Quote, your first and earliest decision is whether to accept the growth of an agnostic digital mobility environment. Not to decide is to decide. Your enterprise is going mobile whether you like it or not, but you can direct and guide the process if you get a handle on it early. Thank you for that great quote, Carolyn Fitton. Why don't you go into your predictions, game changing mobility between now and 2017, Carolyn Fitton. Thanks, Bonnie. Well, I think if, if you speak directly
2: to that quote and understand what it means and what it suggests that organizations really need to have an open device and mobile strategy moving forward, we can only anticipate the new iPhones, the Android devices, and the apps that are going to come with that. And companies are, are going to be demanding that they have enterprise-level apps that are really going to make an impact in their business with regards to saving both time and money and being competitive to reach that consumer first, as John referred to earlier in the program we also really need to understand uh, the user base and the needs, and it's really important that uh, the technology investments that are made in the future that aren't just one-off. Now, we refer to these as point solutions, and I, I like to say uh, this exact quote to point solutions, what's the point of that? It's not scalable, it's not strategic, and that's when we really need to be looking into that mobile enterprise application platform. That's today. We know customers in 2013 uh, are likely going to be doing that or they're going to be trying to work with someone who offers uh, uh, great apps based on that type of technology. So although an open device strategy may seem more complex, we really have to make sure that companies have the proper tools in place so that they can manage all of these platforms and provide the users with the best experience and also make it doable for, for IT organizations. So if I had to look into the future, mm-hmm. I'll take an easy one, the mobile cloud. We know that mobile devices are already using cloud services for data and for management, and actually for application delivery, and we're gonna see more of this happen and individuals be more comfortable with using this model. Um, for those, this could be a co- new concept for cloud computing. It's also known as um, computing as a service or SaaS, software as a service. Uh, just because we haven't had enough uh, acronyms in this show yet. Um, and so it's really this service instead of a product, and it helps to share those resources and the applications and data offered in
1: a utility um, over over a network. Thank you, Carolyn. Let's move to Philippe. And we'll, we'll have a couple minutes to come back at the end. Philippe Winthrop, founder and managing director of the Enterprise Mobility Foundation. Predictions, crystal ball time. What say is Crystal
3: ball time. Okay. So yes. here's what's going to happen. And I'm not going to go to 2017, but I'm going to go okay. to 2012
1: and 2013. You got We it.
3: historically have always had the mindset that enterprise grade was superior to consumer grade, right? Not Mm -hmm. strong enough, not robust enough. It's going to flip on its head in the context where people are going to not only want, but expect their corporate apps to be consumer grade, meaning they're going to be delightful to the eye. They're going to be easy to use. They're going to be user-friendly. Not big heavy, not big iron necessarily, right? It's going to be all about del- having that delightful mobile experience. And that's going to be compounded by the fact that we're going to have more and more companies realize that they need to have their own enterprise app store for mobile apps. Just like we've got already over a million apps on the, uh, on the iTunes app store, on the Google market, and the um, other platforms we're going to have more and more private app stores, and that's going to drive the future of a delayed um, customer and user experience for the employee.
1: I have a quick question for you based on a tweet we just got from Milia and she says good chat on employee mobility, but it's not only about the employees. Think about mobility for customers and partners too. You want to make a prediction on that, Philippe, please? It,
3: it's it's gonna be it's gonna go three sixty. It's gonna be all about having that interaction with your customers and your partners and your prospects via their mobile <coughs> devices. So dead on.
1: Okay. Let's turn to John Ramsell, SAP VP for mobility. Predict, please.
5: Hey, Bonnie, thanks. You know, I, I I can't I can't thank Philip more than you know, he just nailed it, right? Consumer grade is is a key, key thing in this world, right? It's gonna turn on its head. And in the real world, you know, companies have to compete. Right? It's a very competitive environment. Mm-hmm. They have to compete for their customers and they have to compete for their employees. And there's no doubt, as Milia said on her tweet, that cu- customers want to do business with the companies that they feel comfortable doing business, and they want to do it where they are, when they are, on the device that they want. So companies are going to start to create competitive advantages by how they present themselves into this mobile world, and the leaders will take that, that, that opportunity. From an employee perspective, companies have to compete for the best employees, and the best employees are artists. They're craftspeople in their skills, Mm -hmm. and just like we wouldn't restrict the tools that an artist can use, we can't restrict the tools that our employees use. We have to let them use the tools that they are the most productive with, and companies will start to differentiate themselves by their ability to let their employees work in the environment that they want to work in and that they're the most productive. So in the end, mobility is going to make companies more competitive.
1: I have a quick question for you, John, before I do the wrap-up. We haven't talked about – we talked about BYOD, bring your own device to work. What about companies that buy the devices for their employees? Hey, we've got a stash of, of iPhone 4Ss, and we'll give them to you, and we'll set them up for you when you're going to use them. Does that change anything about mobility in terms of rules, regulations, governance, or is it is it the same thing as BYOD? I can give you 20 seconds on that one.
5: It absolutely changes it. Companies are using these devices to attract young talent into their organizations. Mm -hmm. Um, they're, They're part of the process, creating an environment that you want to work in.
1: Okay, thank you. I have to do some shout-outs, and let's talk about next week. December 21st, we'll be back with The Future of CRM with Forbes blogger Anthony Leeper and Ray Wang. Ray is the principal analyst and CEO at Constellation Research Group and author of the popular blog, A Software Insider's Point of View. December 28th is our year-end special. I know some of the people on this call will be joining me. Game-changer predictions for 2012. Yes, Philippe, we're just looking ahead one year with many of our previous radio guests in january 4th 2012 i can't believe it's almost new year we're kicking it off with the era of the entrepreneur with author and commentator susan solovic you can go to itsyourbiz.com and see all about susan shout outs to patricia harris joan sherlock carolyn brock marilyn malcolm kimberlin uh gina godwin wendy Ann nesbeth and everybody else you know who you are i want to thank my special guests carolyn fitton philippe winthrop and john ramsell i hope you've You've had a good time. We certainly have appreciated your time and your efforts and your great information. And quickly, Carolyn, what's the URL again for people to download their free copy of Enterprise Mobility for Dummies? That URL is Sybase, spelled S-Y-B-A-S-E dot com slash mobility for dummies. Thank you very much. Thank you all. I wish you all an early happy holidays. This is Bonnie D. Graham signing off for another episode of Breakfast with Game Changers right here on the Business Channel. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Breakfast with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the breakfast conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign SAPRADIO. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel.
1: Have a great week.